What's up, everybody? I am Travis And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that's brought to you by Audible.com. If you're just like if you're just like me and you're a huge fan of learning about history and you know getting stories told to you because you're not a huge fan of reading books, just like I am. Well, let me tell you, Audible Audible.com is the best place for you to go. It's a one-stop shop for audio books, thousands of titles to choose from. If you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today, you get a 30-day free trial of Audible. On top of that, you get a token to your first book purchase. That's right, 30 days completely free, plus you can buy your first book at no cost to you just by going to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet. Joe, how you been, man? How, how's how's everything going since uh, we last talked uh, about a week ago? I have been well. I'm glad to hear Things that. Things have been going well. Uh, yeah, I got nothing nothing really to report. Yeah, well, it really hasn't been that long. I mean, it's only been about four days, I think, since we recorded our last show together. Oh, jeez, yeah, it has. Dang. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, I want to give a huge shout out to Sarge, who is the host of the Gray Area, for uh, coming on our show last week and helping us do our predictions for the Oscars. So, um. I was, I'm glad that he uh, he came out and did that with us. I got to sit down with him and come on his show, actually, and talk with him and everything. That show was released last week, so if you guys get a chance, I do recommend checking that out, too. Um, I got the results of the uh, Oscars, and uh, I'm excited to share Oop. with you. And uh, I got to say, uh, this I think this year's a little bit different than the previous years because this one was really close, and... You know, the last few times we did this. And I'm going to yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm going to give the results of that and uh, kind of talk about some of the winners. Some really surprising, some kind of obvious. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to start the show out like we normally do and do the uh, Well That Freaking Happened, where we talk about a event that happened this week in history. And uh, Joe, if you want to go first, you can. Otherwise, I can go ahead and start this out. I am ready. Hey, go ahead. Uh, this week in 1996, I think this is the first one we've covered that's actually been during our lifetimes. I could be wrong, but I, no, I don't usually it, remember. It sounds about right. <laughs> I think a lot of the times we do this, it's like almost 1800s, early 1900s stuff. So, yeah, this is like we're probably within the first one within the last 30 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that mm-hmm. sounds right to me, too. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, February 10th, which is actually yesterday's date, uh, Deep Blue, a computer program built by IBM, defeated, uh, let me check his name because it's, it's Russian and I'm unfamiliar with it, but his last name is Kasparov. Um, sorry about this. Let me double check. Gary, oh, Jesus. Very Russian name, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Kasparov, the, uh, uh, he was the, the grand ch- champion chess master at the time, and uh, Deep Blue defeated him at chess um, in, in a couple of matches. Um, although I believe Kasparov came, uh, defeated Deep Blue overall, the fact that Deep Blue was competitive was considered to be a huge leap forward in, um, in artificial intelligence technology at the time. 
Um, it actually caused computer scientists to change the game that they use to measure computers' intelligence from uh, chess to a Chinese game called Go. So that's why that was cool. Yeah. You know what? I, my, uh, ironically, my uh, freaking thinking that we're going to do at the end of the show is going to relate to that. Ooh, so it is, right. it's, it's interesting how you uh, picked that one because we don't talk you know ahead of time on what our uh, topics are for this segment. We just kind of no. we figure them out as we go. Um, I went ahead and stuck with like an older kind of one. Um, I just want to make sure I'm on the right date here. Yeah, um, I, I I stuck with 1929 uh, February 14th, uh, the day known as Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Ooh. Yeah, if you guys uh, don't know what that is, uh, members of Al Capone's gang dressed as policemen and gunned down seven members of Bugs Moran's gang in Chicago. Fascinating. Yeah, I don't think uh, I realized that for some reason. That St. Valentine's Day massacre happened on St. Valentine's Day? No, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, like I, I heard of it. I don't think I realized that it had to do with Capone, I guess is what I... I yeah, know. well, um, I, I know I talked about it um, a couple a couple episodes. Uh, it hasn't been too recent, but uh, Parcast Network, where they do like a lot of the serial killers and like haunted um, unexplained mysteries, unex- uh, unsolved murders, and shit like that. They have a um, they have a podcast. It's called like Kingpins or something like that. And they had like a three part series on Al Capone, and one of the um, discussions throughout that three-part series was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and it was really cool to kind of, like, hear more about the history, and I try to focus a lot when I listen to those podcasts on Illinois-based um, history and stories and stuff like that. You know, just for living in Illinois, it's cool to hear stuff like that. Um, I think it's the same thing for um, uh, it's a Dillinger in Indiana. Yep. So... Um, no, I mean, it, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, there's a lot more to the story than just that. Uh, it, I mean, obviously people walk, it was at a, uh, I want to say it was an auto shop and I believe it was the same auto shop. It's pretty close to, um, um, Kaminsky Park, U.S. Seller Field, uh, Guaranteed Rates Field, however, however you guys remember it. As I think recently it's been torn down, but I remember parking at that location when I was a kid when mom used to take us to the games and we would walk to the park from there. So, um, just a small little fun uh, fact about, uh, you know, South Chicago and shit like that. Nice. Yeah, and there were other, there were some other topics that, like, I found interesting. I want to talk about me. Obviously, I think it was, uh, I think it was on the 12th that, um, that Clinton got impeached or, or got acquitted from his impeachment. Um, and that a couple other things happened like on the ninth. There, there was a lot that actually happened this week, uh, in history. Uh, 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 what the fucking Dick Cheney shot his partner when they were hunting this week. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize that was this week. Yeah. The first action to earn a U.S. Medal of Honor happened this week. So a lot of things, Limbenberg uh, kidnapping uh, happened. Mm-hmm. This a lot of stuff has happened this week, but I want to go ahead and since obviously we're uh, coming up towards you know St. Valentine's Day, you know the day of love, and um, just being you know an Illinois guy and you know the history of uh, Chicago is so interesting. Why not go ahead and talk about it? 
Four sure. Four sure. Five sure, even. Five sure. <laughs> Fucking joke. <laughs> Holy hell. So, yeah, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Oscars, uh, some, of, some of the results and everything, and I want to get your input on uh, some of the uh, events that happened there as well. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day, um, too, that's coming up. And I know we did something, I want to say, when did we talk about, like, when um, uh, restaurants did, like, specials and stuff? I can't remember if that was, like, Halloween or Christmas time or something like that. I think it was around Halloween. I think it might have been our first episode back. Okay. Yeah, I want to do something like that again because, I mean, there are a lot of places that do stuff for Valentine's Day, both for couples and single people, which is still interesting that they oh, yeah. uh, have out there for everyone out there who, you know, need plans for the 14th, whether it be with a couple or um, as a single person. Um, and obviously, Joe, I want to give you, I want to get your input about Valentine's Day and your thoughts and feelings. And I think it'd be kind of cool to compare and contrast, you know, our points of view. You being a married guy of, uh, I believe going on four years this year, or it could be only three. I'm not really sure. I think it's four though, right? I think we're actually moving on five. This will be our fifth anniversary. I can't believe it's been that long. Holy I shit. know, right? Yeah. It seems like it's only insane. yesterday I was drinking flower water. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been. I don't know what you do. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, get your point of view from being a married guy and from my point of view, just being single. And I don't think I've done anything for Valentine's Day in about nine years. So be cool to talk about that. But let's talk about the Oscars real quick. Get that done. Get that out of the way. Um, I want to talk about some of the winners. I'm going to wait to the end of our conversation to give the results and everything. I know we talked about how I won the last two years. These results may be very surprising to you as it was you and me and Sarge going head to head to head. And like I said, we we were if we were within one of each other. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now. Wow. So I'm shocked. So third place had seven correct. Second place had eight correct. First place had nine correct. Hmm. So uh, wow. we'll get we'll get That's this tight. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I tell you, man, it was nerve wracking going all the way down until the very end, and. So we're, we're, we're going to get to the uh, winners real quick. But there's a lot of them I was kind of surprised on. I think the biggest surprise was Parasite winning Best Picture of the Year. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I'm not sure, like, because I know there are, a lot, there are a couple people who were surprised by it, but I'm kind of confused on if they're surprised on it winning over the Joker or that won it all. Mm, gotcha. Um, but Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised it won over the Joker only because the Joker had eleven nominations and Paris had only had what? Four? Something uh, like that. Something like that, but but they I, I know it won four. I don't know if it won all four categories that it was nominated for. I you know, honestly I wouldn't be surprised if it did. And I actually uh spoke to Sarge earlier today and <laughs> excuse me, his um his whole podcast is he's going to definitely get in depth on like some of his thoughts and feelings on the Oscars. And if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to the gray area, please go ahead and do it because he does get into a more in-depth personal, um, um, feelings and responses to, uh, the, his topics. We dive into them, but we don't get too personal about them. I don't know how the best way to describe it, but yeah, but, um, yeah. So, I, I want to be gentle about how we talk about this, obviously, um, because I don't want to uh, upset or offend anybody, and I I I, I know I know you agree with me on that aspect. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to say, they're just movies, get over it, you pansies. Right? <laughs> but also, like, I find movies important, and I, I think they, they provide a, a great deal of, of cultural touchstones. They're very important to people. They tell stories to help us make meaning of our lives. So, I understand it. I'm not, I don't actually mean what I just said to you all, but like, don't get so ragey about it. We, we're just going to talk about it. We're going to have a good time. We're not mm-hmm. trying to hurt anybody's feelings. If we do hurt your feelings, reach out to us. Let us know. Maybe you can come on the show and tell us about it. Uh, yeah. But also, maybe don't take it too seriously because we aren't. Yeah. Use the hashtag freaking uh, say it if you have a problem. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, we have a we have a hashtag out there, freaking sand. I encourage anyone to use it any time. If you have any uh, thoughts or views that you feel that what we are saying isn't correct, or you know, we're using poor choice of words as we describe it, please let us know. Because I do feel that we do the best we can to um, be uh, impartial and uh, considerate of people's feelings. You know, I mean, as we discussed earlier, you know, in the career of this podcast is we don't dive too much into politics or religion. And we, we do kind of blur that line once in a while, but I don't think we ever go into a far, like, in-depth conversation where, you know, we're arguing about it, because it's no secret that you and I have two different political views. It doesn't stop us from being yeah. civil and human and loving each other. I don't understand why the rest of the fucking world can't be that like that, but, hey, you know, teach their own. Yep. Um, but, you know, but yeah, you, were you going to say something? Oh, it sounded like you said listen, like you're gonna like uh like respond back. But okay, uh, but you're right. So Parasite did win Sorry. four. No, you're fine. Uh, Parasite did win uh four um groups. They won uh, best picture, best director, uh, original screenplay, and international feature film. Which um obviously I don't do a lot of research when going into like this stuff because I just want to kind of talk talk about it from like you know it's like kind of like a sit down conversation point of view. I don't need facts, and, you know, if people want to fact check me, you know, they're more than welcome to. I have no problem with that either. Um, but I wonder if this is the first international film that has won Best Picture at the Oscars. Because it's a South Korean film, it's not an American-based film. So I'm wondering if that's something that's possibly true. It could be. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. But, um, let's see here, uh... Again, another time this year, Marvel Endgames, uh, they didn't win, so a Marvel movie did not win uh, category, which still baffles me. After 20, what, 22 movies, not one Oscar win? Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not terribly surprised. I, I am shocked, uh, and maybe we'll get into this in a little bit, but I am shocked that a DC film finally won. Well, no, I guess I take that back, because Heath Ledger won for for his role in The Dark Knight, didn't he? Yeah, it always seems the Joker wins. Yeah. It's never Superman or Batman, but fucking Joker always seems to fucking win. Uh, But yeah, no, yeah, you're you're right. Heath Ledger, uh, Ledger, was a supporting actor, maybe? I think he won? I think that's correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1917 won a few, Toy Story 4 won, uh, Best Animated Feature Film, which I, I thought was kind of surprising, because normally when they have that, at least from my perspective over the last few years us doing it, it's never been that big name, um, movie that won it. I'm not sure, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not sure if Frozen actually won this when they did it, maybe they fucking did. Um, right. Also, sequels, I, I don't think, usually win. Huh. Yeah. 
Uh, sound mixing 1917 was a surprise to me. Um, sound editing, I, I could have I thought Star Wars was going to win it. And I was just going off the off chance that they, I believe they won uh, a couple years ago. So I was like, yeah, sure, maybe they'll pull it out again. But Star Wars even win any, uh, any, uh. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, but we, we obviously let's see. So we got 1917 won, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. Um, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor, which, you know, we all agreed that he was going to pick the win up on that one. And I know there were a couple other ones that we did agree on. Um, I'm trying to look back real quick because I made a I made this nifty little Excel spreadsheet as I was doing it. Oh, nice. I know, right? You have no idea how proud I am of myself right now. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's any other ones that we agreed 100 percent on. Um, Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor, I know we agreed on 100. percent I could have sworn there was another one. I just can't seem to find it right now. But uh, overall, uh, Sarge ended up with seven. Uh, Cartoon Joe, you got eight and I got nine. Woohoo! So I, uh, I still lost. I won again. <laughs> and, nice. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It's and, and good. The weird thing is, too, uh, because when I was going back and I was re listening to the show, just kind of make sure I got every answer correct on our predictions. Uh, when we all picked Joaquin Phoenix, um, uh, Sarge was talking about how, like, he thought maybe he should change his answer to kind of, like, you know, hopefully get, like, a bump up. Which, in fact, if he did change his answer, it would actually uh, cost him a win. Mm. But, I, I mean, I, you know, it was really close between you and me. You know, if it wasn't for, um, if it wasn't for Best Supporting Actor, like, because, I mean, obviously I picked Brad Pitt and he won. But it was up to that point where we were tied. And I was like, well, shit, you know, if Al Pacino ended up winning that that one... <coughs> Excuse me. It would have been a it would have been an eight way tie or a three way tie. Dang. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So it was all in all good. Uh, one of the biggest questions, and again, this is this blurring the line kind of thing that you know I do want to tiptoe around. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of articles and stuff uh, because I didn't get a chance to watch all the Oscars and shit. It did happen Sunday night, and I did work Sunday night, and I was out most of the day Monday. I slept Sunday night. I don't. I yeah. don't watch the Oscars. Well, you do work on Sunday night or Sunday mornings, man. I don't yeah, yeah. Either. That's yeah. why I, I go home and I sleep in the afternoon and yeah. usually just through the night. <laughs> yeah. What's uh? What's your feelings? Uh, now there were there were a lot of people, uh, especially when it came to like uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Sarge even pointed out Josh Gad and I believe there was another one that I can't remember who it was. Use their uh, their time on stage to have, a, I guess, a political agenda is the best way to kind of describe it. Um, I just want your view and your thoughts on: Do you believe that politics has a place at the Oscars at all, in any like any capacity? Um. So that's that's not it's not that it's a hard question to answer. Um. My feeling is that yes, uh, if you, if you have a platform, you should use it. However, I also think that the Oscars, uh, being the Oscars, it's a bit of a circle jerk. And they're not telling anybody who's there anything that they don't all agree with and know. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's a little bit of like, on the one hand, you should, if you, if you have a platform and you believe in something, I've got no problem in you. Uh, using it to 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 stand up for what you believe in. 
On the other hand, you should, you should, you know, maybe, maybe instead of doing it at the Oscars, you should have a different press conference somewhere else. Uh, we're going to actually have a chance to change some minds instead of just basically preaching to the choir and then, Mm. you know, getting, getting a rise out of the people who are going to disagree with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, and if I I try to remember, because I, fuck, well, I'm trying to remember, I don't remember exactly what was said, but I knew, I do know that when Brad Pitt was up there, they told me only about 45 seconds to give us thanks, and he used part of that to mock um, the impeachment trials. There was a point where Joaquin Phoenix was uh, badgering on about uh, inseminating cows and stealing their uh, their calves uh, as soon as they're born, and then uh, Josh Gad uh, went along with like just his typical like you know mockery of the president, and. Well, I, I do agree with you. Is there a time and they're taught to use it any way they want? But I, I do believe that there's no reason to have any kind of political agenda inputted into a speech that doesn't uh, relate to the movie that you're winning the award for. That's a, um, that's a fair opinion. Yeah. Now, if you're like on the red carpet and somebody happens to mention something that's relatable to anything political-wise, give the answer. You're entitled to do that. You're answering the question, whatever. But it's it's almost like it's in on the JFW podcast uh, we have this new segment called like holy shit who gives a shit's uh, moment it's at the end of the show where we take something out of the week and you know we say like holy shit this is the best part of the uh, this is the best thing in wrestling this week or who gives a shit this is a useless part of uh, wrestling for this week um, a couple weeks ago my holy sh- or who gives a shit moment was uh, well Fox bought SmackDown I don't know if you know anything about this but Fox bought the rights to WWE SmackDown. I had no for, idea. For a shit ton of fucking money. Is uh is this a the Fox that runs Fox News or the Fox that Disney bought? This is the Fox that Disney bought. Okay, so Disney now on SmackDown. Yeah, like Fox, the Fox Sports and all that stuff. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm yeah. tracking now. Thanks. So, um the and the Friday before the Super Bowl, they called SmackDown Super SmackDown, and spent a lot of time promoting Super Bowl. On SmackDown, I don't watch wrestling to get advertisements for football. Yeah. I don't sit down and watch my favorite wrestlers go into a ring and get cut off halfway through their match to have an advertisement pop up about the Chiefs taking on the 49ers. That's the same reason that I don't watch an award show about movies winning these prestigious awards that they earned to hear Brad Pitt, Joaquin Phoenix, or Josh Gad go up there and bitch about how they don't like the current president or the process that Congress is going through. Because that's not what the show is about. That's why they have Fox News and NBC and CNN and all those other things, and these talk shows and podcasts that talk about political standpoints. It's the same concept from my point of view. Now, there probably are people who out there that, you know, they like those things on the Oscars. They like, you know, they kind of like the edgier stuff. Yeah, from my, from my point well, of view, I think I think entertainment is is inherently political, uh, whether we want it to be or not. And so I can see where somebody would look at it and say, oh, yeah, I, I see how this is related. But I also I, I hear what you're saying. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're on the same page. Yeah. 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 I have no idea what ja- I just Googled it. I have no idea what Josh, Josh Gad did. <laughs> That's yeah, so dude. weird. I yeah when I, when I was on it because like because I was I was I because I I sent uh, Sarge the same text I sent you earlier. 
hey, do you want to know the results now or do you want me to tell you on the show? And I got the same thing. Oh, I want to hear it on the show. No problem. And then, you know, he kind of continued on. I was like, did you hear what I have at the Oscars? And I was like, I heard a couple of things. You know, it's like kind of surprising. Parasite won. Um, he has some views on the Parasite winning. And, uh, Shocker. We, yeah. And we had, <laughs> and we had a couple of, we had, we had a little bit of discussion about some of these speeches and everything, which for the most part, it seemed pretty fucking civil. You know, it, 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 it was a great show. It just, it looked like there were three key speeches or three key points where three people went out and used it as like a, a political agenda, if that's the proper term to use. And sure. Again, and, 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 and to agree with you, it is their time. They could use it any way they want. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Brad Pitt went up there with the entire cast and blew the time away with his political agenda. It was his individual right. time because he won a solo word. It's not like he spent 45 seconds talking oh. about how this, that, and the other thing. It was just a brief yeah. moment where he said it. Gotcha. Uh, Josh Gad, he did what he was supposed to. He made the introduction to the uh, musical artist. There were just those little, little jabs that he threw in there that, although it wasn't necessary, I get it. You know, but that's, I, I think that's who Josh Gad is. Like he, for years, like I, I know he's been doing like some goofy things. I think it all it goes all the way back to, uh, I don't know if you ever seen the video of him doing a lip sync battle where he did the song, uh, I touch myself while dressed as Donald Trump. No. If you get a chance, Josh Gad. Oh, gotcha. If you get okay. a chance. I implore you to fucking check it out because it's pretty fucking funny. Okay. Um, but it's it's been that stuff. He, I mean, like it's no secret that he hates Trump. Um, but I think that he uses maybe a little too much of the wrong times to do the wrong things. Gotcha. Um, and I think the Oscars is one of those. But at least the show still went through. It seemed like it was one of the more civil Oscars of what has been in the last couple years. Uh, I know we talked. Um, I think it might have been the first Oscars we did together uh, when Chris Rock hosted. Mm. And it seemed uh, he made a lot of, you know, poor decisions on what he was saying. Not I don't even remember. That, that's how little <laughs> I care about the Oscars. I can't yeah. even. <laughs> well, it, was, it was four years ago. It, was like, it wasn't like he did anything to, like, you know, defy the fucking country. But he didn't do anything right. to unite it. And I think that's something that maybe the Oscars and other like event, award shows should do is find a way to bring people together to enjoy um, a show instead of like people going out there having their own like their own agendas to say, okay, well, fuck this, I'm not watching this anymore, and turn it off. Because yeah. there isn't a lot of things that people enjoy in this world anymore. You know, where side many different sides of the you know the world is shake, you know, who don't like each other could come together and agree on stuff outside of sports and movies and music sure. for the most part, except, you know, country people fucking do nothing but sleep with their own family members and rap does nothing but, you know, shoot up fucking cities. Hmm. Cause that's gotcha. the way the mind works. Inbreds in country and gangbangers and rap outside of that. Right. It's, but, no, I just I, I I did want to get your opinion on it, how you felt about you know political agendas being uh, being uh, yeah up in at, uh, at the Oscars. So I just I just didn't yeah. think a need for it. I don't. Yeah, it's 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 like a, I don't I don't necessarily uh, have a problem with it. My my biggest thing is once again it's just like you know symbolism matters and that's fine. But like you know what good are you actually doing? 
you know, that's that's what it really comes down to me. It's like it's like when um, you know, and I, I don't I don't want to get into a whole discussion about this, well, but like you know, when when Pelosi tore up the um the State of the Union, that yeah. her copy of the State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Yes, Queen, do whatever you want. I don't, I don't care. You know, you, there's nothing. It's her copy. It's not a government document. She can do whatever she wants with it. I don't give a shit. My, my issue is that, you know, if you have to pick a way to stand up to somebody you disagree with, uh, maybe do something that matters. You know, um, don't, you know, she as the Speaker of the House, and once again, I'm, I'm really, I'm not trying to, to bring political controversy into this. I apologize. No, bring, but it's, about it's, the closest, it's the closest example I can think of. Yeah, no, Maybe as the Speaker of the House, you know, as, as the Speaker of the House, she it's her job to invite the President to come give the State of the Union in in the, the House, in, in the Capitol building. If she really wanted to stand up to him, what she should have done was not invite him to give the speech. If she really wanted to stand up to him, she shouldn't have whipped the votes to get his military budget passed. If she really wanted to stand up to him, she'd do something to stand up to him. A symbolic gesture to rip up a piece of paper that no one gives a shit about doesn't matter to me. And so that's that's my thing with the Oscars is like, what are you actually doing to make the world a better place in in your opinion? Uh, you know, how are you using your resources? How are you using your time? What are you actually doing? That's not just being snarky so that the, the liberal intelligentsia can, can you know, uh, get excited about it and then also do nothing with their lives. You know, I, I, that's all I got. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm going to work I, myself into a lather. I'm going to need a, a cold <laughs> ginger ale and some limes. <laughs> no, and you know, and, every, and everything you said, I do agree with you. And it's kind of like it's kind of like when it comes down to Trump and Pelosi. You know, they're almost like two bickering fucking high school kids who hate each other to end up being lab partners with each other. You know, it's like That's they... not far off. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they sit there and they do these small little things to each other that causes the major problems. You know, like, she didn't introduce them the right way when coming into, you know, the building. He didn't shake her hand when uh, he, came, he, you know, he was right there next to her. She didn't yeah. applaud for the right thing. She didn't stand up for the right things. You know, at the very end, she tore up the paper. It's it's small little things that they could have gone without doing that could have maybe eliminated 50% of the bullshit that the news crews sat and talked about afterwards. Well, yeah, and that's shoot. a whole other thing is is the news is is criminal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and the way that they, they report things like it's, you know, no offense to wrestling, but they report things like it's a wrestling match instead mm-hmm. of people's lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. just imagine fucking Jr. you know, watching her tear that paper. I'm like, that's a slobber knocker. It's like, it's really not. And it's like, I, I, and we spoke on the gray area. Me and Sarge did last week, and we talked about it. And it's like, you know, when she was tearing it up, and, you know, Fox News goes about saying, like, it's not that she's just tearing up a speech. She's tearing up, you know, the hopes and dreams of the little girl that got the scholarship or, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh getting the award or the uh, soldier, the, the elderly soldier who, you know, is being applauded for his service and the little kid who wants to join the space force. It's like really all she was doing was tearing up a piece of fucking paper. Right. It's like, it's like, it's not not that she was, you know, doing anything against the people that was being acknowledged there. She was doing something to piss off the president who there's a good chance. If fucking, and yeah. And, and to get the people who, who on Twitter are like, 
you know, you know, they in real life all they do is watch NBC, uh, MSNBC, and then get on Twitter and retweet pictures of her doing it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It, like I said, it, it's little it's little small things. I guess if you want to look at a silver lining when it comes to the Oscars, um, I can't remember how long. It was about three three and a half hours or something. I shit think like that's that. about right. It usually um, is. Yeah. So out of I don't know, it was three and a half hours, a hundred or two hundred and ten minutes or some shit like that, give or take. Um, that's about right. Yeah. So three minutes, three minutes out of two hundred and ten minutes was political. You know, I'll take that as a victory overall. It would have been a great victory if it was zero out of two hundred and ten, but you know, I don't, I don't even know the fucking percentage of three out of two hundred and ten, and I don't, I don't fucking want you to tell me if you know it, Joe, because it'll just right. make me. No, I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. I've, I've lost the ability to do math that fast. <laughs> but <laughs> I just don't use it. Yeah. So overall, I think the Oscars did turn out great. Again, there were a lot of surprises, such as Parasite winning a uh, Best Picture of the that's, Year, and that's really interesting that it won. You know, right. it's it actually. It almost, and I mean, I mean, really almost, not like, you know, but it almost makes the Oscars halfway relevant again, mm-hmm. you know, and and I really mean that when I say uh, almost in that it doesn't make the Oscars relevant at all. And uh, I mean, halfway, I really mean halfway. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I, I always thought it'd be nice that. The Oscars were voted upon by actual viewers of these movies. For sure. Like, I I mean, it's it's pretty much an electoral college presidential election concept when it comes to the Oscars. You have a select group of people who make the decisions. It's almost like a MLB, like the Major League Baseball right. Hall of Fame. It's the same concept. Yeah. Like, it's or like, or the, the, the star, the Hall of Fame, or the, not the Hall of Fame, what is it? The, the, the Walk of Fame. Fame. Yeah. Stars. Yeah, you yeah. just, whoever, whoever, you, you pay the people you're supposed to pay, mm-hmm. and uh, they vote for you based on how much you've paid them. I mean, it's yeah. it's garbage. That's that's one of the things I hate about it so much. Yeah, and it sucks because, like, it's, it's these people who, like, bust their asses and work really hard and shit to... For sure. Yeah, and I'm not taking anything away from Parasite winning. You know, everybody, no. every every nominee in every single category, I'm sure, busts their ass 110% to become the winner of it. But when it comes to, it's like you said, the Walk of Fame. When it comes to presidential elections, the Oscar winners, uh, the Hall of Fames in any sport, like, it always comes down to a select few people who are appointed to make those big decisions for everybody else. It's like, yeah, you got the popular vote when it comes to the election and stuff like that. But at the end, it's an electoral college decision. When it comes to the Oscars, you could go online and take those polls. Like, what movie would you like to see win? They don't mean anything. It's just for fun at that point. Because you right. have uh, you have the what the Screen Actors Guild or whoever that makes the decisions on these. Yeah, whoever it is. I don't even yeah. know. Uh, uh, jur- uh, with the journalists and shit like that and commissioners, they make the decisions on the MLB uh, Hall of Fame. And the thing that sucks is... You have great talent like Paul Canerco, who the first baseman for the Chicago White Sox, who gave 17 years, I think, to the Chicago White Sox, or somewhere, somewhere between 13 and 17. I don't want to be way too off. I'm going to say between 13 and 17 years, he gave to play for the Chicago White Sox. And in order to stay on the ballot, you have to get about 27% or something like that to stay on the ballot continuously for the next five years. And if you drop below that, you're off automatically. His very first year on the ballot, he only got 5%. He has now taken off the ballot and has never has another opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame. Now, this Dang. guy, 
This guy hit a Grand Slam in a World Series, has a World Series fucking ring, sat there and committed himself to the White Sox for 13 to 17 years, hits over 400 home runs, and is is a guy that people looked up to in baseball. And because he didn't get the right number of votes in his very first year, he has now pulled off the ballot, never to be in the Hall of Fame, because they don't allow people to go back onto the ballot. But you have Barry Bonds, a guy who took steroids to crush 700 home runs in his career, who has an asterisk on his life, is still on the ballot and could potentially be into the Hall of Fame next year. Oh, my gosh. And the only reason that is is because it's not fan-voted. And I think that some things need to change. There needs to be a fan-voting when it comes to Oscars, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, when it comes to even the Walk of Fame, like you said. There should be some kind of uh, representation of popular votes when it comes to presidential elections. We are the people that are affected by decisions of other people, and I think that's kind of fucking weird. We're treated like 10-year-olds at home who can't make our own decisions if we want to have an extra cupcake at the end of dinner. Yes. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Oh fuck! All right. Anyway, so, I was, so, yeah. no offense. I was surprised that I was that I came to agree with that, just because I I was on board the whole way through, and I was waiting for the moment where I disagreed, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I think we just agree so a lot. Know. I think we agree a lot, Joe. Yeah, I think I, I mean, so too. It, it bothers me that you're always looking for for, for the uh, for the uh, well. Let me disagree with you on that one concept of my speeches, but. I think I know you well enough to know that I think we're on the same page with this. Let me go with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just, I just, I, I don't really know why, but I've come to expect to disagree with people. It's not like I'm Joe, a generally disagreeable person. Even but me, I just, Joe. Huh? We've been doing this for four and a half years, and you expect to disagree with me on something? Yeah. Oh, you fool. We've disagreed on things before. I can't think of any of them right now. I know, right? Because they're meaningless. <laughs> they are! Right? Because it's petty, and then we get over it eventually. Mm-hmm. And it's never been big stuff. Because the thing, no. and I think I, and I know the honest reason. And it goes back again to the conversation we had at the campsite when we all went camping. When it's big shit like that, we really don't dive into it because we know our own points of views, and it's not worth having the conversation over. Yeah. Especially when you're drunk and you won't let me finish my fucking statement before you jumped on my goddamn throat. Boy, I must have been really drunk because so I don't remember that. It, it, it's a good... I, I've told the story several times. It's a good fucking funny story. I'm not going to share it on... <clears throat> I'm not going to share it on here, but who knows? Maybe one day if we get a Patreon and we have behind-the-scenes story talk, maybe I'll fucking share it on that. Uh, sounds like a good idea. Because it is a really fucking funny story, and I'm ashamed that you don't fucking remember it. But, Sorry. hey, if you want something to disagree with me on, uh, I think Skype is probably the best recording system on the uh, web today. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, and democracy is the best form of government, except for all the others. Right. I'm a huge fan of uh, monarchies. Right. <laughs> we need a queen. Anyways, all right, Joe. Uh, speaking of Skype, we all, if you guys all remember, uh, Skype is a recipient of our uh, Follower Star Award. Uh, they won last uh, season. And we're going to carry on the tradition of uh, giving out awards. Since the Oscars could do it, we're going to do it ourselves, and just like the Oscars, we're going to make the decision for you. And by we, I mean Joe is, because Joe decides who wins the award every single time. Um, so, Joe, I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor to uh, go ahead and deliver the next recipient of the Father Star Award. 
Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And like the Oscars, I'm going to deliver the war the award to a loser. Um who worked very hard to earn it. Uh and also thrown way too much money at things for ostensibly no reason. No, I'm kidding. I, I actually have a lot of respect for this person. Um but he is, you know, by definition a loser because he withdrew from the presidential race this uh this evening. Andrew Yang. Um Really? I was, really? actually, I was actually hoping that he'd make it uh, well a little bit farther. I know I don't think he was going to make the primaries, but I think he'd drop. Yeah, yeah, no. Today, today was his last one. He 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 dropped out. Um, and I, I like the guy a lot. Uh, I I really admire the um, the talking points he brought to the campaign. He really made the idea of a universal basic basic in- income uh, a mainstream thing to discuss. Um, he, he really brought a lot of good stuff, a lot of energy to electoral politics. Mm-hmm. He was an interesting person. Um, a little weird for my taste, but you know, he, he, I think overall is a good, a good human being, uh, who, who really did a lot to, to bridge the divides between, uh, different politic groups. And I also think that, um, you know, he, he spoke to some issues that we really need to be talking about that, uh, that the country really, I, I say the country wants to ignore. The people in charge of the country want to ignore a lot of the issues. And, uh, and he was not afraid to bring them up. And I admire him for that. So, uh, Andrew Yang, thank you for following your star as far as you could follow it. And, uh, congrats. Yeah. He was the, he was the one that was uh, discussing the possibility of giving, Everyone like a thousand dollars a month or something like that. Yep. Yeah. There was one. The the biggest thing I didn't like about the guy is he he kind of seemed like more like realistic in his like ideas of what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Because I know there was a few select people out there, and I'm not gonna drop names, but they're almost like the TurboTax commercials: free, 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 <laughs> free, free, free. Um. But he was kind of like, he was more realistic on his ideas. He's like, listen, we could do this. It's going to take some time to fucking do it, but we could figure it out. And he, I, it seemed like he wanted to fucking help people out the right way. And not so much fucking just hand people shit to, you know, to make them happy, but to hand them something to help build them back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think that he, well, I agree with that. Never mind. I don't need to get into it right now. But oh, uh, disagree with me, Joe. Go on, do it. I do disagree with you. I think I think he fundamentally misunderstood certain things about uh, how our system works and how uh, how to actually fix it. For example, he wanted to give people a thousand dollars a month, but also completely get rid of uh, welfare, mm-hmm. um, which is a problem because the majority of people who are on welfare are only on welfare for about six months, and then they're off of it for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, and, and a thousand dollars a month doesn't even cover rent in some places. It wouldn't cover my rent. I'd be $400 short still. Yeah, but you know, it's a thousand dollars a month on top of what you normally make, right? It's not, it's not a thousand dollars a month. Right. Well, but the problem is, the problem is, is that the idea is that it's supposed to help the, the people who are at the bottom, not just the people who are in the middle. And so it would be great for me. I could use an extra thousand dollars a month really badly. Um, but the people who, who need a thousand dollars a month and food stamps, uh, are basically fucked because they have to choose at that point between making rent or eating, you know, and that's, that's my problem with, with the way that he wanted to implement it, where I, I, I think that he, he didn't have a good grasp of the policy, but I don't think he was afraid to be challenged on that, which I do admire. If, if you brought the facts to him, I think he would have re- read them and gone, oh yeah, 
that's a mistake, and he would have changed his policy if he if he made it further down the road. Yeah. No, you, know, you make more sense. Like, when I looked at the guy, in my mind, he was more of a teach you to fish, not give you a fish guy. Yeah. That's how, yeah. That's how I, I think thought. that's fair. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good good representation. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, I think that's the first uh, politician you gave the award to, too. It is. It is. And I think he'll probably be the only one. Huh. Right. Right, look at that. So many, so many differences here in season four plus twenty twenty. So excited! But Joe, I want to dive into because we're—I mean, actually, that Oscar conversation took up a lot of fucking time. So I want to cram what we have left to talk about uh, in probably the next ten minutes here. I want to talk about Valentine's Day because we do know that's coming right. up here in a few days. Uh, we'll see. We're recording here on the eleventh, so in about three days, half of us are going to be celebrating uh, the joyful day with our loved ones, and the other half are going to be. Ah, probably, you know, tugging at her own shit at home, but... Hanging out with Jill or Lily. (laughs) Oh, God, fuck you. Joe, tell me me a little bit about uh, your your history with Valentine's Day, and I want you to kind of explain to me, because you have a viewpoint on spending Valentine's Day either being single, uh, with a girlfriend, with a fiancé, and with a wife. Um, Ironically, three of those with the same uh, person, which is awesome. That's true. Congrats to you. Uh, first off, I want to just give me your thoughts and feelings on how Valentine's Day feels from your perspective when you're single, when you're uh, dating somebody, when you're engaged to somebody, and when you're married. Is it the same feeling through at least the final three, or is, it, is there a different feeling because they're they're different to you in their own way? I think it is a different feeling, and... Um... You know, I think when I was when I was just single, I didn't really care about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm married, I don't really care about Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was dating and and when we were engaged, actually, uh, how long were we engaged for? I think we got married the same year we got engaged, didn't we? I, dude, honestly, I thought you were engaged for like years. That's just because we were together for so long. Well, how long were you guys together for now? It was about nine uh, years, right? This oh. this year makes year 10. Year 10, okay. Now, yeah. for some reason, I could have sworn, and you could be right. You know I mean? It's it's more you. I mean, you may have to ask Lady Science, science yourself, but I thought you guys were like, you guys were together for about four or five years, got engaged, and then about three years later got married. But I guess you're saying you're going on five years being married. I mean, yeah, maybe it was a short uh, engagement. Because you got married, what What was it, August, September-ish, July? It was, uh, July. It was, it was July. July. Yeah, July yeah. Of, of 2015. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, and it would have been it would have been the same year because 20, uh, in 2014 I had just started school. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, when I came home for Valentine's Day, I had to work at my mom's shop. Did so, you ever around Valentine's Day or a birthday or something like that? It was, it was the day after Valentine's Day because I didn't have the damn ring. So you got, okay, so you got proposed. Yeah, you proposed the same year. Yep. So you never celebrated a Valentine's Day while engaged. That is correct. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell me. So tell I'm me. Surprised. That. But we we we. I mean, everything about that night suggested we should have gotten engaged, except I didn't have the damn ring. <laughs> we had a wonderful dinner together. We we visited some of our favorite places that we visited while we were dating. Um, we, we did that, uh, there was that thing that was floating around online where you, you ask each other, like, 
32 questions and they're supposed to like respark your love or whatever. Um, we, we started going through that. Um, it really, it should have been, should have been that night, but, uh, I didn't get the ring until the next day. Uh, uh, and then I just, I, I surprised her with it. So that was fun. Yeah. Well, and I do agree with you. I think what, I think when it comes to Valentine's Day, it's, it's really more important to, uh, boyfriend, girlfriends than it is married couples or, uh, single guys. First off, when you're single, fucking Valentine's Day is a fucking Tuesday to you. It means absolutely fucking nothing. Unless you're one of those single guys that still has a picture of your, uh, ex, or a single guy or girl that has a picture of your ex and you want to get free food. Hooters and Burger King offer an opportunity for you to trade in a photo of your ex for free food. I believe you go to Burger King, get a free Whopper. If you go to Hooters, now, this is the one thing I hate about fucking Hooters. And it's almost like a Buffalo Wild Wing bullshit thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go to Hooters, you buy 10 wings, and you shred a picture of your ex, you get 10 free boneless wings. Now, back in the day, all you had to do is shred the paper, and you got free wings. You didn't have to make a purchase Mm -hmm. first. But I get Uh it. It's a fucking, you know, it's a business. They have to make money. So, I mean, it's a cool concept for single people. Like, if you really want to go out and get some, you know, free alternative stuff, go to Burger King with an uh, excess picture, trade in the picture for a Whopper, or you could shred it depending on how much you hate to lay on the person. I don't want to keep considering it a girl just because I'm a guy, but your right. ex, you could shred, shred the photo of your ex, get some free wings and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, when it comes down to marriage and everything, I mean, like, it's... It, I always see Valentine's Day as more of not even just a boyfriend girlfriend thing, but an early stage relationship kind of like holiday. If you yeah, and I can and I could be completely wrong. If, again, we've said this earlier in the show. If you disagree with what I'm about to say, hashtag freaking saying, put it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I'll read it next week on the show. I have no problem hearing people bitch about me. It makes the show a little bit better. But if you're with the same person for about 10 years, you haven't gotten married yet, you're not even engaged yet, you guys are just comfortable with where you're at in life, Valentine's Day isn't really a special holiday for you anymore. No. I, I think I think it's up to, I'm going to say up until year four or five, or until engagement. And I think the moment you get engaged or until about four years into a relationship, that's when you can enjoy your time in Valentine's Day. So from year one, until engagement or year four. You have four good Valentine's Days to really enjoy yourself. Other than that, the concept of Valentine's Day should be mute to you because in reality, you're deciding to spend this significant time with somebody and every day should be considered a Valentine's Day to you. That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. It's just like when somebody... And I had somebody post on Facebook earlier, and I'm not going to say who it is, but maybe she listens to the show and she has no problem discussing she posted something about how she's tired of people being negative about Valentine's Day and to take the time to love yourself because she believes that's what Valentine's Day is for. It's a day to love yourself if you have no one else to love, which it's not. Valentine's Day is right. not a day to self-reflect on how much you love yourself. First off, that's every day. Right. You should love yourself every fucking day. But it's the same argument when it comes to a boyfriend and girlfriend. You should love them every fucking day. There shouldn't be one day out of 364 where you determine how much you love somebody. That should be an every fucking day occurrence. Especially when you wrap birthdays and shit like that into it as well. Um, but knowing me, I don't have normal conversations or discussions with people. I just put out memes. <laughs> so I throw out memes nice. out there. 
Love sucks. V-Day sucks. Somebody's crushing a fucking a heart. Something's getting thrown into a dumpster. Goofy shit like that. I don't know if she thinks I'm kidding or not, but clearly with her responses, she didn't really buy the uh, the joke that I was doing. Because I really have no problem with Valentine's Day. I'm not cynical against it. I'm not cynical against the people who celebrate it. I don't. I don't really think about Valentine's Day because I haven't had a Valentine's Day date since 2011. And I haven't done anything Valentine's Day related in like the last five, maybe six years. So, um, there's, it's just this long, drawn discussion about how, like, you know, like, I'm just too cynical. And I'm, I know she meant it, but in a different phrase, referring to me being, me just being like any other guy having a poor opinion of Valentine's Day. Now, that's sexist, by the way. And I'll say it. Because it's not just me who thinks Valentine's Day is a waste of time. For the most part, women feel the same way, too. Because I've seen the conversations on Facebook because nobody likes to hold shit back when it comes to Valentine's Day. Right. But nobody likes um, to be alone. It sucks to be no. alone. No. For those it's, of you... Who, it's biblical. It's not good yeah. for human beings to be alone. Yeah. So for those of you who, who know who I'm talking about, if, if you're a mutual friend of both of ours and you know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm letting you know right now. I don't have a problem with Valentine's Day. The memes were just a joke because that's who I am. And I'm not trying to start any problems or have an argument with this person. I just want to kind of explain my side of how I feel about Valentine's Day. As a guy who hasn't had a long-term, committed, serious relationship in the better part of almost a fucking decade, not by choice, just a lot of shit fucking happened. You know, busy, work, unemployed, blah, 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 self-doubt, self, you know, you know, no fucking, you know, thought that I'm worth it. It's my own personal choice. I don't think it has anybody yeah. else. But I don't have a problem with Valentine's Day. I just think, again, after four years of being in a relationship or at the point you get engaged, Valentine's Day is just a, another day for you. Yeah. Sh- I mean, I mean, and I have no problem. Like, you know, hey, send your wife flowers, your fiancé flowers and shit. That's fine. But it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing where you have to make reservations for <laughs> right. dinner. You yeah. don't have to buy her chocolates. You don't got to write her a poem and all this shit. If you want to do that shit every day because it makes you less of an asshole to enjoy 365 days of love and not just one. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's nice to do nice things. Uh, yeah. at a certain point, there, there are only so many grand romantic gestures a person can pull off. Second of all, like, you know, I'm sure my wife would appreciate it if I made truffles. I'm very good at making chocolate truffles, especially chocolate mint truffles. I like making them. It's fun to make them. But like, there was a certain ter- certain period of our relationship where that was the thing that I did for her, and so it's kind of old hat. It do- it doesn't have the same special thing because it's the, the same well you always draw the water out of. You know, uh, at a certain point you can't really surprise each other. At a certain point, like uh, you know, flowers can be so super expensive, and. Well, there's other stuff that we probably as a couple than than me spending 50 bucks, you know. Um, not that I don't love my wife enough to get her flowers, but, like, you know, it's just uh, we're not there anymore. We don't have that, that you know. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing if a bouquet of roses cost 18 bucks, but the fact that it costs 54 fucking dollars. I mean, come on now. Like, where do you draw that line? So. 
Joe, I feel like you're not there anymore. Hello. Joe. Yeah. I was worried there for a minute. I almost gave up on you. That was weird. I thought I lost you, too. It sounded like you were stroking out at the thought of the cost of flowers. That's so funny. Because this is all I, I heard. Not. This is all I heard. Ah, gone. <laughs> fucking gone. Like, you're about to tell oh. me the secret to happiness, and then you fucking died. Damn it. But no, that's, a, it, that's a bummer, because that was, a I felt, a particularly good rant on my part. No, and I think you got all of that. I think you got it all out. And, and I agreed with you at the very end there where I said, there's a difference. And guys, you're going to hear me say it again because I don't think Joe heard it. There's a difference in buying flowers when they cost 18 or they cost 54. If yeah. you could go out and buy a bouquet of roses, really nice fucking roses. Because, yeah, you go to Jewel Osco and buy a $13 bouquet, you're going to get what you pay for. But oh, the yeah. fact that fucking a, a dozen fucking roses cost fifty four fucking dollars, and if you want to get them shipped, you have to pretty much double the fucking cost. It's not fucking worth it. I sent uh, I sent flowers. The last thing I ever did as a grand gesture for uh, Valentine's Day is there was a friend of mine who uh, was going through some bad shit uh, in a relationship, and out of the goodness of my heart, I sent her a bouquet of flowers and a teddy bear. Nothing more than just to say, hey, I know how you feel about Valentine's Day, and I hope this makes you feel better. It mm-hmm. wasn't any kind of grand gesture to, to win her over, because she didn't even live in the same fucking state. It's just me being a good fucking guy. And this is why you women yeah. should date me, because I do shit like this for people <laughs> I don't even date. Um, but she, it meant a lot to her. That was the last gesture I ever did on Valentine's Day. And we were supposed to have like a, a quote-unquote date via Skype. It never fucking happened because mm-hmm. we just got busy. You know, we both worked jobs and stuff. Sure. Like we couldn't do it for Valentine's Day. But it's simple things like that. Like, I did that for a friend who was just having a bad time. It's the same. It's no different than, you know, when you're trying to make a good first impression with a girlfriend. You know, and it could be a Valentine's Day or that bullshit sweetest day that they created just so men felt like they could have their own holiday, too. Or if you want to be like, I think it's a 101.1 where it was like steak and RH day because you people are psychopaths and you think that's okay to fucking do. Or um, fucking uh, birthdays. and it's just, it's just, there's so many fucking holidays out there that have to say this is a designated day for you to show your love to the person you're with. And I'm going to tell you right now, and even maybe, maybe the married guy could fucking vouch for me. That if you just show a little bit of affection every single fucking day, you wouldn't need a day like Valentine's Day to prove that you still love one another. 100%. Excellent. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about, um, uh, sorry. I am, uh, I am I know, you're, on you're a just so loud. You're just so wild about what I was fucking saying, right? I get it. I am. I am. Well, and I also just, there's, I'm, there's like three, four things and I gotta pick the one that I'm really <laughs> freaking thinking about. Which is, uh, I've been reading, uh, rereading American Gods from, from mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman. Um, really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, and I've got the, uh, the audiobook, which is, uh, it's, it's got a full cast. So mm-hmm. like, uh, each, each character is voiced by a different person. Um, which is really cool. You don't always get that from audiobooks. And uh, side plug, uh, might be a great book to use your Audible credit on. Yeah. Um, audible.com slash Freaknet Studios. Audibletrial.com backslash Freaknet. Excellent. 
Sorry. Um, oh. No, Joe, yeah, if you want so, to, if you want to uh, post the information on our Facebook page, so people can find the book. Yeah, I I can do that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, American Gods. I really enjoy it. I think it's a, a really good story. Um, I think it it has a lot to say, which I think to me is important in a story. And uh, I think it's really well said, well well written, and I find it enjoyable. So uh, I highly recommend it. And I I will post the uh, the information to our Facebook group. Uh, what about you? What are you forget thinking about? I got Disney Plus, and it's overwhelming as fuck. Isn't it? There is so much on there. I, I'm i sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, it's fairly new. Just let me thumb through, like, you know, some of the Disney Channel stuff. Holy shit. Is it overwhelming trying to find, like, the right thing to fucking watch? Like, I might, I started, like, Girls Meets World because I, I like that show. Don't, you know, judge me if you want. I don't care. It's a good show. I started Boy Meets World, Smart Guy. I wanted to watch some of the Marvel movies I don't own, and I don't know why either it's me messing up, or they don't have all the Marvel movies. Because I can't find Black Panther. Oh, it may not be on there yet, just because it's on Netflix still. So all the ones that are still on Netflix aren't on Disney+. Plus. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think that might be what it is. I'm going to say I'm not happy with that, because Ant-Man 2 is not on there either. I don't, mm. it, it, it was, and I started watching, I started watching the old X-Men animated and stuff, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, kind of, like, cycle through, like, what's there, what I could watch and everything, because I was kind of, like, getting bored of Netflix. Like, I, sure. like I, got, I got through all of NCIS, I'm waiting for season 16 and 17 to hit Netflix, I hear rumor it won't, because NBC Plus might, you know, take over that and shit, mm. but, um... I got Disney Plus, and I've been watching Smart Guy all fucking day. Uh, and it's weird uh, between Smart Guy and uh, Boy Meets World. I'm watching these episodes, and like as I'm watching it, it's like clicking in my head, like, oh, I remember watching this episode on TV. But there's scenes and stuff that I don't remember actually on television. I'm like, how the fuck do I remember every part of this episode except for this part right here? And I guess logically... Um, it's shortened for time on television. Oh. So I was like, this makes a lot more sense because it's like, there's this one part in Boy Meets World where it seemed like it, this one like scene went on for like a minute and a half, but I only remember about 40 seconds of it. And I was like, I don't remember this scene taking this long to, you know, get the point across. But I was like, well, okay, so on, uh, on, uh, Disney Plus, it shows about 28 minutes, whatever like that. But when you watch it on television, it's about 24, 26. So, mm. I, so I understand it a lot more that way. But I'm really excited to have it. I'm glad I do. Uh, and I'm going to climb down that fucking wormhole probably until I either find a job or we talk again. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But if an hour of Cartoon Joe a week just is enough for our viewers, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. Uh, thanks again to Sarge uh, for coming on the show last week and participating in the uh, Oscar predictions with us. I'm very honored to win once again and continue to be 3-0 and undefeated as we move forward in these predictions as we're going to do every single year. Make sure you guys go ahead and check out T 
teepublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. And search TFS to find all your This Freaking Show merchandise. Um, make sure you check out uh, the other members of the FreakNet Studios, as we are a part of, along with me and Dizzle J from Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, and Sarge from The Gray Area. All three podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean by searching their uh, respective names. Uh, thanks again to Audible.com for being a sponsor. Again, go to audibletrial backslash freaknet today. Audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today. Get your uh, 30-day free trial plus your first token purchase on your first book. Uh, use the book that uh, Joe just recommended that he is currently free Why not? Joe, give him that title one more time. It's American Gods. Make sure it's the 10th anniversary full cast version. Perfect. Guys, that's all I got. So as always, I am Travis And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.